This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Winter is here, and I encourage you to save your back this year. Contact Keller's today and get a quote for residential or commercial snow removal. And also, it is never too early to start thinking about spring. COVID has put a delay on so many things. Do not delay in getting yourself set up with one of the best in the business when it comes to getting your yard looking its best. Visit Keller's at their location on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania, just down the street from Blue Ribbon Dairy, or head over to their social media pages for more information. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. And we're live. Welcome to the show, Nick from the band Stereo Joe. What's up, brother? Dude, I'm excited to be here, but I, I got to admit, I feel vulnerable. I feel a little naked. Like, you know, like my nips are popping through and like people are staring at me because I'm not used to being on this side. I'm used I to know. doing the interviewing. <laughs> I know. And we'll get into that. I'm bummed out. I, I know you said uh, your boy Jimmy not feeling well, also just very busy. Um, but we've had this scheduled or we've been talking about doing this for like months and months. And I canceled on you guys last week and I understand you want to uh, represent. So, I mean, we'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, me and you, but uh, yeah. we, uh, you, me and Zeus, we're, we're in this together. Dude. Every time I see you on Mondays, we're going to do the stereo Joe show. And the dog is always in the same place. He, he is. And this time he decides to turn around. It's, it's all on his own will. I'm glad that we got this end of of, <laughs> of Zeus. You said Zeus, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a much more flattering side. Yeah, this is a good. This is a good end of, of Zeus. <laughs> For those of you listening and not watching, uh, Nick has a dog, um, and typically we uh, we used to, or they still do it. They do a show. It's an online show called the Stereo Joe Show. It's an excellent show, and we'll get into it. But uh, his dog is always on his bed in the background, but his ass is always facing <laughs> the, the screen. And today, we have the pleasure of seeing the dog's uh, half face, I guess you could say. Yeah. And for those of you dog fans, he is a pit bull, and he is a giant mush. He's not. A, he's not a one of those um, bad pit bulls. Oh no he he's in, he's insanely sweet. He's a nice rap. dog. They yeah, exactly. It's because of how well trained they are. So if you train them to be good, they'll be good. If you train them to be bad, they'll be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that they get that that bad uh, that bad light. It is, but you know, at least there's the people out there that can recognize and and see through that and give them the loving homes, like like the one we have right here. Now, did you did you um, you know raise that dog and and, and train it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We did cool. all ourselves. Oh, cool. Since he's a little peanut. So that's why. It's a good dog. <laughs> did it take a lot? Was it a lot of effort to just, or was it just, you know, normal, hey, like, this is this is right, this is wrong, good, bad, all that kind of stuff? See, it's a lot of effort, especially with the pit bull, because he has a lot of energy, even still now. Uh, but there were so many people home and around, and just kind of was a, a lot of people helping at one time. So it, it just kind of kept flowing. And since they're so smart, he just kept picking things up and learning new tricks and just always being eager to do more things. I got you. Good to know. It's good to know. But, uh, so Stereo Joe, <clears throat> I've never had this pleasure of seeing you guys play. We need to change that, actually. Um, I know, I know, I know. You keep inviting me to these shows. Well, it, it might be a little last minute, but we'll do a quick plug right now. We're playing Sote Gastro Pub in East Charlottesburg uh, this Saturday, the 26th, from 6 to 9 p.m. If you're available, feel free to come out. If any of you are available, feel free to come out as well. And Well, this will probably air after the fact. So the listeners, well, the, the million listeners will not be able to attend the show. No problem with that. Uh, at least, uh, at least you and I, I have, have the date. 
I have yeah. knowledge, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And that, that's all that really matters. That's it's good. you and me right now. It's just you and me. It's us. Johnny and Nick show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jimmy's out. Jimmy, Jimmy, sorry, buddy. You're, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> but no, tell me a little bit about Stereo Joe. Like I said, I, I, I was uh, honored to be a part of uh, last season. Um, again, we'll get into that whole that whole thing. But you know, I see you guys every other week, and we're you know we're, it's a quick in and out. I've never had the the pleasure of really finding out who and what and and where and why uh, Stereo Joe is Stereo Joe. So please tell tell me in, in the audience what uh, what Stereo Joe is. Sure. So Stereo Joe is a five piece high energy rock band from the NEPA area, North Jersey. We kind of our love child, if Jimi Hendrix met up with the Beastie Boys and got a little bit of a funky mix with a little bit of a, say like some catchy tunes, you know, like a little bit of a catchy hook, some catchy riffs. Uh, there's a little bit of flavor that comes from each member that really makes Serial Joe special because I think one of the great things about us is how diverse our music is. Even if you see between each EP that we've done, the music does change and continue to progress. So I think it's uh, one thing that really is unique about the band. And most most people tend to ask us, what does the name mean? What is the name? What does Stereo Joe actually mean? Who is Joe? And for those people wondering, it, it's kind of like we're a bunch of average Joe guys coming together, just playing some music, doing what we love. And there's a little bit of something for everybody. So the stereo part comes from... The diversity is kind of like if you're listening to the radio, you get a little bit of flavor from each different artist. We try to bring that with our different songs, just each different member themselves with their influence and just everybody coming together to make one final product. And as far as Joe goes, it's, it's spelled J-O. You drop the E. Is there a reason for that? Because if you try to search J-O-E, I think it's more common. And with so many things coming up nowadays you have to find a way to make your name a little bit more unique so it's just a way to get that name different to stand out and make it so that people will remember it cool i dig it that makes makes sense that all makes sense yeah yeah i i think it was cool and you guys just released oh not not just but recently within the past year i think a, a new a new ep of sorts that's right. We did release Third Gear, which was actually the first EP that I recorded on. Uh, I did join the band roughly about uh, the end of 2018. My first show with them was 2019. But um, it, since then, this was our first recording. We did have some music that we put out between then that was still being worked on behind the scenes. So this was really my first dive into the band and the world getting their taste of Nick with Stereo Joe. Okay. And you said you're a five-piece band. Can you uh, speak for the other members as far as who's who and, and who does what? Absolutely. So we got Jimmy James, who is our lead guitar, lead vocals. And uh, we have me, Nick, who is rhythm guitar, on some days bass guitar, some backup vocals. We have Mark Tav, who is our uh, city bass player, who will swap out if I'm not playing on bass. We have Hunter Dean, who is our saxophone player, also plays baritone. And then Anthony Mann, who is our drummer. Saxophone, huh? You don't see that that often. No, and it's quite an interesting mix because for people who do know Stereo Joe, uh, the first album did have a saxophone. The second album did not have a saxophone. The third album did not. So now... uh, we're currently back with the saxophone in the lineup. So not only do we have some of the old songs that we've been uh, reviving with that, but also uh, changing some of the new songs to kind of fit that as well. But also it's a new flavor to bring to the next set of recording. That's cool. It's always, uh, it's neat to, to see that kind of uh, get kind of sprinkled into uh, the recordings <laughs> and even live shows. I remember I uh, was seeing James Barrett. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. I think you are. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, he did like a release show, I think back in September of last year, uh, in Scranton and, um, he was doing a song and, and his, one of his guys pulled out a trumpet and it really, and it added this dynamic to the song like that would just, it was like, 
why didn't you do this initially? Because it wasn't on the recording. It wasn't on the album that way. It was just like, they were doing this live show and they're like, let's do this. And I was just like, I was like just blown away. So it's always neat to kind of, you know, hear um, those things you don't hear that often um, either pop up in a recording or if you're seeing a show live that, you know, it's not normal to see. And it's like, wow, where did that come from? Yeah, absolutely. I fully agree. And shout out to James Barrett uh, and his group. They do a lot of amazing stuff. They've been doing some great shows and uh, would love to cross paths with them soon. Yeah, he's uh, one of the great talents here in our area. Um, I feel like he's got the, what it takes to get to the next level, whatever that looks like. I, I agree too. So just just keep sticking with it, James, and we'll we'll see you and continue to be fans out here. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you guys play a lot. I think in you said uh, Stroudsburg area, New Jersey area, things like that. Um, and it's kind of your home base, right? I guess you could say. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, the the band is kind of spread out now at this point. But uh, the the main base is out of Butler, New Jersey, where we have done some really cool shows in the area. Uh, we were on uh, William Patterson Brave New Radio Braveathon. Was actually one of my first performances with the band. Uh, we did a live radio take of I, I think it was about five or six songs, and then they pulled us in for an interview. Um, they did that with a bunch of local bands in the area and, uh, I think they've been continuing to do it even right now, uh, coming back from COVID being able to do it in person now, opposed to being at virtual. Um, and we've been just really lucky to get on different festivals, both in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. We played job fest, uh, outside of the Sherman theater last September, uh, and just have gotten the food truck festival October at Pocono mountain. Uh, and just have been lucky to keep getting shows in the area and continue to spread. Uh, just lucky that there's different areas where live music is still able to spread into new areas, especially right now with so many different venues changing and closing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad to see like all this, you know, you know, obviously COVID has a major, if not, you know, the sole, sole culprit of, of these venues closing down and just regular businesses in general. Um, do you find it hard and difficult to, you know, be kind of apart from one another, whether it be to practice or to travel to shows and book shows and things like that, or are you guys pretty flexible? I think there definitely are some disadvantages, but we are pretty flexible. I actually do go down, uh, once a week, mostly on the weekends, and we do practice and uh, kind of do some other like outside of music, but business stuff related to the band, like working on direction and new music and just different things that are harder to do separate apart. But being that we are separate, it gives us the opportunity to network and create these pockets in the area where each member is from. So it, it does give us the opportunity to spread and be from each of these areas while still kind of being separate. So I, I think there are advantages and disadvantages, but overall it seems to really be working. That's good. I mean, I, I would imagine too, like when you guys do get together, um, the time together is is spent really focusing on getting the job done too. It's like, you know, it's only once a week or one, once a month or whatever it might be. So, you know, that time's not taken for granted. So that's an advantage too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, luckily, we have some good people, good talented people working with us. So it, it makes it easy to to do those kinds of things and to really mesh together when we are together. And and the other guys do get together more often because they are closer together being in Jersey and uh, right off the end of uh, New York State, being like over by Warwick. So uh, it, it's easier for them to kind of get together like throughout the week with their work schedule. So I kind of tend to... Uh, just get in there for when, when I'm able to during the weekends and really uh, it's different for shows though. Cause we're pretty flexible on that. If you give us a weekday show, we'll find a way to make it work. That's good. That's good. And you said that you joined the band around 2018. Um, <clears throat> how long has stereo Joe been around, you know, in its entirety? Stereo Joe first came together in 2015 and it did start out as a three piece initially. And uh, from then, it just kind of kept growing and throughout the years, kept uh, adopting uh, a different lineup as far as 
uh, a four to five piece, which is our current now. Um, so um, I think throughout the years, you can also see how the style has changed uh, and really progressed, not only as the members kind of came together, but also just as time itself changes because uh, music is always progressing and so for so much our interest as well. So bands kind of have to find ways to keep it new. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you always like see like your favorite band or they'll release an album and the next album mm-hmm. release is like different and like you'll hear people say, oh, they sold out or oh, they did that or, you know, this record sucks because it doesn't sound like their last one. And it's like, well, I mean, is it really fair to expect like artists you know you think about an artist and they're they're creative and they they take risks and things like that do you is it fair to like make them do the same album over and over again no and i i get it as a fan with my favorite bands growing up always liking the, the certain songs but also really being interested in loving new things they would put out especially if it's uh something different than before but as a fan i totally understand uh people wanting what they're used to or what they like from that artist. But um, like you said, as bands do progress, they do want to put out something new and try to challenge themselves and see where they can take the music. Because if they put the same thing out, then it's going to get boring for them and boring for the fans too. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I mean, just prime example. I don't know if you're, I'm sure you're familiar, but uh, Brandon Boyd, lead singer of Incubus, um he just put out a new ep and i literally hated every single song on it. hated it hated it it sounds nothing like incubus not that it should but like he did an album i think it was 2010 um like a solo thing and i thought it was decent i mean the recording itself sounded kind of like shoddy i guess you could say but like it was still like good um and then like he started putting out singles recently and i was like yes i can't wait i can't wait and i put it on like this is terrible. And I put on the next one, like, this is even worse. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to like it. And I'm like, I'm not mad at him, but I'm like, I just, I wanted, I got excited for new music and it's just not, um, what I'm digging. Like I'm not, like I said, I'm not mad at him, but, uh, it is disappointing, but, uh, there's fans out there who will rip their favorite <laughs> band apart. I mean, a day to remember. Do you remember that, that album last year? Are you a fan of them? Yeah. A huge fan. Yeah, they got tore up. Yeah. And I yeah. really liked it. I, I did too. And you see, I, I think that's a good and bad thing. Uh, I think that it's good to have honest fans where they do give you feedback based on what they actually do enjoy or what they want to hear out of the band. So it gives them an idea of what direction they should kind of be following, but still change it up. Whereas there are just some artists that the fans will like it no matter what it is. Whether it's good or bad, they'll listen to it because it's that artist. Um, so I, I think having some constructive criticism from the fans is a good thing. Yeah. And as far as like like who you guys kind of pull, um, what do you call it? I can't think of the word. But like who uh, who do you guys look up to as far as you know um, musicians? Okay, so it's actually a little bit different for each member. I know Jimmy personally is huge on like Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin. Slash is a big reason that he got into music. Um, and actually myself as well, uh, Slash is a big one on my list. Uh, for myself and Mark, who has similar styles for like some pop punk guys, uh, we got into bands like Green Day, Blink-182. Uh, I'm huge on... Uh, just all kind of bands that have like high energy, just like the the pop punk, the metal guys, uh, someone that you can go to a show, just have a good time, do some crowd surfing, meet some nice people, and just like sweat and have like uh, a full on exercise night while you're listening to good music. Bands like Rancid, Operation Ivy, Lesson Jake, Bouncing Souls, like just all, all different kinds of things. And, you know, um, my style really dabbles into different things here and there, but uh, I'm really open to listening to any kind of music because it helps really add to what we can come up with. Yeah, that's cool. It's neat how, like, every member kind of has a different um, go-to 
and they can kind of pull from that and bring it to the table as far as stereo Joe goes. You mentioned um, crowd surfing. You ever crowd surf before? Oh, all, all the time. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think my first show I went to was the Misfits uh, at Starland Ballroom. I want to say something like 2010 or 2008 or something like that. And that that night I crowd surfed, I mosh pitted, I did it all. I lost my shirt. Uh, and that night on, I'm like, this is what I need to be doing. I need to be, whether it's on the stage or in the crowd, I need to be at shows. And uh, I'm the guy that you meet at a festival or at a show that's there boosting up all the random people, like 30, 40, 50 people. By the end of the night, I'm just like dead, but have like all these people that are like, dude, thank you so much. Because, you know, it's it's a way to have fun and interact with the crowd. And if other people are willing to have fun, I want to help them do it. I crowd surfed once and I uh, got into a mosh pit once <laughs> and I had a horrible, <laughs> the, crowd, the crowd surfing was cool. I mean, the, the thing was I uh, was in sandals, so I, I lost a sandal while I was crowd surfing. And I, so I, I mean, I didn't go to the show even planning on being like in an area where we could, but okay. you know, we had some beers prior to the show. You know, you get those those beer muscles and that confidence. You're like, yeah, fucking throw me up. Yeah. So I got up. I lost the sandal. So I'm I'm watching the rest, and then like I'm thinking, like, yeah, I'm gonna get to the front. This is gonna be awesome. And then they throw you over the front, like like railing or whatever. And like, yep, get back to your seat. And I'm like, wait, what? I don't get to stay here. Yeah, there there's an art to that. Uh, getting people to drop you right by the front, yeah. <laughs> especially. Uh, on those big shows where you want to get right up near the front. Yeah. I actually do have uh, a bad, uh, two bad crowd surfing experiences. One that was my own and one that was a friend's. Uh, I went to one of the last bamboozle shows that was up at Montage Mountain. And my friend Rob was playing with Bowling for Soup. So I went crowd surfing all the way from the back to the front, which I got to say was like a few thousand people at the very least. And at some point, I lost my phone. Oh, no. But luckily, those are the kind of groups where people find the phone and just want to return it to somebody that they know is having a bad day without it. And it turned up at the security later on that night. So it, uh, luckily, it, it was fine. That's sweet. And what's and the second story? A friend of mine was at Bamboozle, and he is about 6'2". And well, he was crowd surfing, a big hole opened up and they just dropped him straight on the pavement. Mm. So beware if you crowd surf. Sometimes people aren't paying attention. They'll get kicked in the head. They'll drop you. It's at your own risk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I walked back to my, where my friends were standing, one sandal on, one missing. And I'm like, oh, I, I can't walk back to the car like this. <laughs> So we hung around after the show was over. We walked up to the, the gate and I'm like, I'm missing a sin. Do you have one like this? And he looks down, looks, looks like left to the right. He goes, yep, here you go. <laughs> and I got it back. Oh, dude, that's awesome. That, yeah. That's a good ending to it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like you. I mean, I could have done it without my, my sandal. The phone's a bigger deal for sure. But <laughs> it's still funny that, yeah, we, we found it at the end of the day. Yeah, you, you never know. Uh, there, there are some weird things that turn up at the end of shows, but you never know if somebody's going to want to pick one of those things up. Yeah, I think that was 2004. So I was like 20, 21. I just turned 21, like a few months prior to that. <laughs> oh, nice. And then like when I, I, I got into a mosh pit, I think that was like 2006 or seven. So I was like 24, 25. And that was stupid. I, uh, I'm not... Well, I mean, back then, I'm heavier now. <laughs> but back then, I was like 100 and, I don't know, 160 pounds, 165 pounds, whatever. Skinny, like nothing to me. And again, you know, the beer, the beer was flowing. And I said, all right, I'm going to do this. And uh, yeah, I got my ass handed to me. I remember waking up and walking down like the, the stairs outside of my apartment the next day. And like just every part of my body hurt. My hips were crushed. It was terrible. Damn, what show was it? Uh, I believe that was at a... It was... The band was... When they first came out, they were called Syphilis. And then they changed their name to Spitcan. Um, it was at Nightcaps in Edwards, Edwardsville. Um, okay. Which is like 
near Kingston, um, that area-ish. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with that area, but I'm trying to think of a another... Um, I'm familiar where Kingston is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really, really cool nightclub back in the day. It was, and even before nightcaps, it was like jitterbugs or some shit like that. It was it was always a popular like nightclub slash show venue. Uh, I think it closed up in 2000. And I want to say like 2010 or 11, maybe I forget, but it hasn't been open since. Oh man, yeah, yeah. and and that that's another thing about. Uh, I'm sure it was a harder band, like a little oh, bit yeah. of a heavier metal. The, uh, that that too, you know, it depends on the kind of crowd. There is some crazier mosh pits that I'll kind of just keep out of. I, I, I'm more like the uh, the rock, punk, pop punk ones that people are kind of just like running around pushing each other. Uh, I think I went to uh, Papa Roach at Sterling Ballroom, and there were a bunch of guys in there. There was one guy who was that, like a little bit older, but uh, still out, out there in it, and. Uh, Somebody pushed him and he fell over. So a bunch of people like backed up and helped him up. So which I thought was like really cool. Yeah. What what's the craziest thing you've seen at a stereo Joe show? I mean, do this, these shows get wild? What's up? Uh well, we we try to bring some antics to the stage ourselves. Um, as far as in the crowd, one of the craziest things I've seen. Um <laughs> I, I don't know if he'll get mad at me for telling this story, but this predates me. And Jimmy, I hope you don't get mad at me for telling this. But uh, we they were playing a bar that we uh, have frequented uh, since then. And there was one girl who was just really into him throughout the night. And while he was playing, he just walked right up to her and started making out while he was still playing. And the, the crowd went crazy. That's rock star shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. That's fun. That's fun. Now, that was probably not recent, right? It was back in the day. Yeah, yeah, that was back in the day. Cause I, you, that was before I, I joined the band. You can get um, in trouble. You can get, you can get in trouble doing that now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You, you never know. Yeah, it's a different world. Yeah, um, you, you know, and we, we try to bring some some fun to the stage with props and skits and just different things to keep the, the audience engaged, whether it's balloons or uh, some stories, uh, Valentine's Day candy, just, just different things to keep the audience on their toes wondering what we'll do next. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's, that's pretty neat, too, because a lot of bands just get up, they play. I mean, they might have a great show, but it's, it's they get up, play, and they're done, right? I mean, at least, yeah. you know, if I came to your show, I didn't even know who you were. At least if I'm seeing that kind of stuff, you're doing, you know, weird things. End of the day, even if I didn't like your music, I could be like, those guys, you know, gave it, uh, gave it their all. Yeah. Fun, yeah. You know? we're, we're there more than just to play the music. We want everybody to really feel engaged at the end of the night to feel like they were involved, but also really entertained beyond just hearing music. Uh, you know, whether it's lights that we could have or just uh, a, a different way to bring something new to each show. We want to make it special for each audience. Yeah. And you mentioned a lot of venues. You mentioned the Starlin Ballroom. You know, we're talking about stuff in like my area. Um, you also work at a venue, correct? That's correct. I work at the Sherman Theater. I balance the books in the accounting department. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I actually started out uh, as a box office attendant and over the years kind of worked my way up. Oh, man. I was thinking like you were like a, a, a booker or like a concert <laughs> promoter type thing. And uh, no, I'm, I'm not that cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not that cool. I'm just the money guy. Oh, man. Well, that's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that is important. But uh, yeah, yeah, you, well, can save, you can make sure you save yourself during the COVID lockdowns. Like, oh, we'll just move this number over here. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but um, throughout the years of moving up from the box office to accounting, I actually did gain a lot of experience that did help out with the band overall. Uh, I was lucky enough, my boy Tim G, who was there when I first started, really showed me the ropes of like the office and how to like get acclimated working in the venue because it really was my first experience doing so, and really like how to reach out to bands, how to network, how to book bands for the showcase, which is the the smaller portion of the the theater, um, which we host mostly local bands or touring acts that do like about a hundred people per show. And 
by gaining those skills, it really helped me take that to my band and approach venues the way that I would have wanted artists to approach us. Mm -hmm. Dude, the Sherman Theater is probably one of my favorite venues, like within like driving distance. Well, everyone's driving distance, but like, you know, a quick, you know, 45 minute to an hour drive away. I mean, I've seen so many bands there, like some of my favorite bands. I mean, I've seen Blue October there probably five times. Um, Switchfoot, Jimmy Eat World, I think once or twice. Um, I remember one week when, you know, before we had our son, um, I think I was at that venue twice. I saw the used and Chevelle was there, um, which was it's insane. It's like this room, like it's such a cool building and a cool theater and a cool space. And they, you guys bring in great, great talent. It, out in the front, it is so deceiving because it looks like a small building, yeah. but from from the back, it is actually a wide brick building. Uh, it was built in the late late 1800s, early 1900s. It started out as a vaudeville theater and kind of uh, integrated and changed throughout the years to be a, a concert venue. And uh, since being taken over by Rich and Catherine, there really has been some amazing acts and things that have gone through. Because not only do we do shows there on site, we've done different things at Mount Aries Event Center, their uh, outdoor summer stage. We've done festivals in Waterloo campgrounds, Pocono Mountain Carnival campgrounds. Anywhere that you can put on a show, call the Sherman Theater and we got you. <laughs> That's all good. It's good to know. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I saw Scott Stapp there. Oh, uh, yeah. Creed. Shout out Creed. Love Creed. I'm kind of glad that uh, TikTok is kind of bringing some Creed back to the younger generation. I'm not sure if you've seen that or not, but um, <laughs> no, uh, like there'll, there'll be like um, like uh, someone in their car and they'll be like, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be pretending that there's a car next to them and that there's a Creed song playing and they're like, I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going <laughs> to sing. And then they say, hold me now. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, I gotta check that out. I, yeah. I'm not much on TikTok, but I, I have to check it out because I, I am a big Creed fan too. Oh and, my man, that's awesome. You know, uh, there a lot of people underestimate the talent of the artists in that band. Uh, Tremonti is Tremonti, the same yeah. guitar player. If you hear his solo current stuff, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. I saw the Wonder Years there. Nice. Um, I was at I was at Mount Airy, something they, that the uh, Sherman Theater did at Mount Airy, like you mentioned. It was sublime with Rome yeah. and somebody else. Yeah, I mean, and I love that little town. I mean, my, my wife and I, like, that's such a cool little town. We always do the Sarah Street Grill before any <laughs> any uh, Sherman Theater show. Um, Can't go uh, wrong. Yeah, we've, we've tried to spend the night a couple times there instead of having to drive home. Um. You know, with the floods a few times. We went to floods just just this past this past uh, October after Blue October, and uh, it was weird, man. It was weird. Like we're old, right? I mean, we're we're parents. Like I'm at the time I was thirty eight, thirty nine now. So she's like thirty four, and you know, there's like COVID still, and like we're like in this bar. I think we walked in one bar before that, and we're like, this is way too young for us. So like we found this, we found floods. We found a, a seat in the corner and. Everything was cool, but like, I mean, seeing seeing some of the way these younger kids dress, it's just weird for me as, as an old man, right? I mean, there was a girl there wearing, I think I said like, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that Carmen San Diego was going to be here tonight. She had like this weird, like, not like this weird hat, like, I'm not making fun of her. I mean, it just, it just, it's as an old person now, it's just like, you know, that's, that's what we're going through. Sure. I had, I had a shit really bad. Um, <laughs> And that's not that's not a venue that you. Um, it's not good. It's not good. Anyone listening or watching, like, if you have to poop, do not do it at floods. But so I, I had to go. See, I had this problem. I had a problem where it's like it happens, and I have yeah. a, a countdown like thirty seconds before I'm in trouble. So I was like, I have a choice. So I went to the bathroom, and I'm like, Yo, dude, like. Like, wash the door from it, really? And he's like, yeah, no problem. He fucking left. Oh, so there, so, Yeah, so, like, when I say it's a bad place to poop, it's it's bad in that there's no stall, um, you know, separating the urinals from the, the toilet. 
And then one guy walked in and I'm like, yo, what's up? And he's like, oh man, what's going on? He, so he started pissing in the sink because he didn't want to get too close. I don't, I don't blame him. Um, but uh, I'm like, yo, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody I'm doing this. So no, don't worry. He fucking opens the door. He walks out. This guy's in your shit. And I'm like, ah, whatever. I'm like, you know what? Like, I probably have the hottest girl in the room, like as my wife. I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. It's fine. Good old floods. That's what you can expect, though. It was great. It was great. I'm not even like mad about it. It was like, you know, thank God. I mean, if if I hadn't had a few beers, I'd probably be super embarrassed. But <laughs> you get to a point where it's like, and then you're, I'm old. I'm like, I'm, and I'm never going to see these people in my the rest of my life. So I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, who, who cares? And you know, it's it's a nice spot. You get some cool beers. There's uh, live music. Even now, while most places aren't doing live music, I think they're doing it uh, once or twice a week. Uh, still keeping up with it, so it's cool if you're in the area, check them out. Hey, you have Main Street Jukebox on that that main drag there. Um, there's other bars that are that are cool too. My buddy got married there back in 2013, so we had like this whole like bridal party there, and after the wedding party, and um, is that is it Siamza Siamza? Oh, Shimsa, yeah, Shimza. yeah. Okay, that's that was always a cool spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a great little town. Yeah, there there's so much to explore in just that one short strip of Main Street. It's insane. Yeah, you mentioned um, you guys do like uh, like smaller showcases. Talk about that. So in the Sherman Showcase, it's a venue, sister venue to the Sherman Theater, right next door to it. That holds 100 people standing, about 50 to 70 seated. And it's a cool way that we're able to get local bands from the area, smaller bands that are touring coming through and just different acts coming up in the area. Uh, they do comedy shows. We actually did our first ever live episode of the Stereo Joe show in person at the showcase. And uh, we had an audience there in addition to streaming it. Uh, they're starting an acoustic series for local bands to do an intimate night where you get an acoustic set a full band set and just uh, uh, one on one night with the band, uh, three hour set straight through. Our friends in the Magwas are actually doing the first ever one uh, February 25th, which is this coming Friday. Uh, for, for those of you that are listening after the fact, I'm sure it was great and you should have been there. <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> Big time. Another great, another great band. Yeah, great band. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, they're they're so great. I actually had the pleasure of meeting a couple of them in person for the first time this past weekend while oh, I was cool. working at the box office at the Sherman Theater. They were in the area handing out flyers, networking, which I recommend to bands who are going to new area for the first time. Meet some people, just get your name out there, advertise, even if it's putting flyers up in local businesses. Get people thinking about your band name. So if they're looking for something to do that night, you're still fresh in their mind. I love that guerrilla marketing shit. I mean, that's, uh, and I mean, they're not, they're not, um, they're not young guys. So it's like, and not that they're old, I think they're probably all in their like mid twenties. Right. But like, you know, nothing's beneath them. They're like, you know, we're going to hit the ground, hit the pavement, hand out flyers. You know, that's neat. Yeah. they they do impressive stuff. Uh, last time they played the showcase, actually last time they played the theater, they opened for secondhand serenade and they brought two buses of people uh, I believe they're doing something similar at the showcase this time around. So they, they really are doing some incredible stuff. That's cool. Well, you mentioned the, uh, the live stereo Joe show. <laughs> and I want to talk about this, this stereo Joe show. Um, yes. I don't, I don't want to take too much from you, but I mean, I've been, like I said, I was honored to be a part of it. Um, if I'm ever invited back again, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to be a part of it again. But you guys started this show and I'm assuming you started it when, you know, COVID hit because we were, you know, what else are we going to do? Right. But you guys were able to create a weekly and I think it's eventually turned into, um, you know, bi-weekly, uh, like a live comedy slash band discovery slash artist performances slash you name it. And <laughs> I don't think, you know anybody who like watched it like for the first time or whatever it might may have been like i don't think they could initially appreciate how much time and effort really went into all those all the scheduling you guys kept to a, like a strict time it was almost like 
if your segment was 8 45 9 o'clock nine o'clock came you got the cane you're out jimmy's on <laughs> the next thing like talk a little bit about the stereo joe show the stereo joe show first started out when things kind of shut down and there were really no places for artists to kind of have outlets or venues to get themselves out there to really perform anymore. Most things are just kind of on a hiatus all around. And even myself and the band weren't uh, having the opportunity to meet up just because things are so weird and separated. We were just still kind of finding a way that we can still get together and do something that uh, would make an impact and a way that we can strengthen our ties with the other artists that are still trying to push past what's happening right now or at the time. And uh, they started out as an idea that we had previously as a podcast that we just never had the means to be able to do so. But with time freeing up and the accessibility to virtual meetings and everything just strengthening over this time, it was an opportune time just to hit the ground running with it and just kind of put our ideas together and see what we can make out of it. The first season itself, if people go back to it, uh, we had guests on Jimmy's TV uh, phoning in through Facebook Messenger. And it, it, it was different than what we have now because we were still trying to figure it out. And we were just so excited about doing it. We were doing it any way that we were able to. And we were lucky enough to have so many amazing artists that we knew personally but also we're able to meet just by messaging them and reaching out about the show that we're so excited to join us and help make it what it is today. Yeah. And talk about some of the artists that you've had on. I mean, it, I think it's, it's spanned from, you know, local artists to even some, you know, national people or, or artists. Uh, I think you had tantric <laughs> on at some point. I mean, you, you've had some, like, like you said, like people were pumped and excited to be a part of it, but like talk about we, the, the guests. Yeah, we've been lucky enough to get artists of all caliber from local guys that uh, are new to open mic scenes to uh, people like Victor Wooten, uh, five-time Grammy award-winning bass player, his brother Joseph Wooten from uh, the Steve Miller Band. We've had on members from Gogo Bordello, uh, Tan Tantric, uh, Sister Salvation, uh, just all, all bands from the area. Uh, and even bands from other countries, we've been lucky enough to get uh, bands from Ireland, Canada, uh, just different places in the UK. Uh, I think we've had some Australia, New Zealand bands. Uh, just really cool to reach out there and meet other artists that we would normally have not crossed paths with because uh, it, it's so far away and such different genres coming together. Um, it, it's just been a, an amazing, incredible, humbling experience. Cause we've even had on, uh, people that are not musicians, people that are just artists that do filmography or, uh, we've had on Phantasmagoria, which is this traveling circus, but also like, uh, um, they, they do like horror theme, but, uh, when they came on, they had a, a fire spitter perform. So there's a, a lot of different amazing things. And we love having different artists come to collaborate and just uh, come together to show the world what they have to offer. And I think you're three or four seasons in now. We actually just finished our fourth season. season? We are working on uh, a date for the fifth season, which I will do believe will be coming out. Uh, beginning of April, we will discuss more details on that further. But Johnny, we would love to have you to can you continue forward with us. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then you wrapped it up season four. Like it's 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 always live, right? It's or it's always like a virtually live. But you did it. You said like on location at the the showcase room next to the Sherman Theater. What was your first live show like? So uh, you're, you're right. Everyone is live. We do stream them on the Stereo Joe Facebook and uh, YouTube pages, and I believe our Twitch as well. So uh, those are great ways to keep up with what we're doing and see our episodes as they come out because we do post them live, but also they're up after the fact if you can't catch them live. So you can still watch the playback. And I, I think doing this first one live was a great, 
eye opener to the people who are there in the audience to see how much actually does go into doing one of these shows. Um, it, it was slightly different than a regular Stereo Joe show where we do a sit down interview and then on a one song acoustic performance and just kind of swap from artist to artist. This live in person one was a little bit more, uh, was a little bit more open to the way that we did it. We had a member from each band come on together to kind of do a group activity, kind of go head to head, have the bands compete and just really get into it. Uh, the, the first thing we did, we had uh, them come on and do a, a Lego build where the, the two bands each had three members and they all came up and went head to head to build a Lego model that we had. And whichever band was able to build it first, uh, actually won some prizes. And uh, after that, we kind of transitioned to some interviews and live performances. Um, it, it was a lot of moving parts, but we were just able to uh, schedule it in a way that allowed for us to move things around, but still work with it in a way that kept the show going. Uh, we had our bass player, Mark Tav, over in the vestibule of the Sherman Theater doing interviews with the artists, uh, like a little one-on-one -on -one thing, so you get to know them a little bit better. Uh, we actually had a virtual performer, Henry Invisible, who's a one-man funk band who does the whole looper uh, funk band performance, insane on every instrument, uh, playing virtually from Texas, filling in between the performances, kind of giving us a chance to to have a breather, let the room kind of chill, do some uh, raffles and just kind of uh, get everything set back again. Yeah, I mean, how long does it take for you guys to kind of like, I mean, do you sit down and write and, and how, do you, how do you plan for all these? <laughs> um, that, that's a great question. Uh, since that was the first one, we actually kind of adopted some of the segments and ideas we do from another show that we did uh, when COVID first popped up called Bruising Cruise. We, uh, it's similar to the Stereo Joe show where we bring a couple of artists in, but for that, we do a few in-house and a couple virtual. So we were able to kind of get some ideas and know how to set things up and just have like a, a structure. But it, it's really um, myself and Jimmy just coming up with different ideas and seeing what sticks and bouncing ideas off of each other. Uh, me having a partial idea or vice versa and the other one just being able to kind of build upon it and strengthen it it's uh, a really great reason why we work so well together um we're, we're just able to keep ideas flowing and just kind of come up with things that on our own we normally wouldn't be able to figure out yeah i don't know how you do it i mean i i, I <laughs> for my, my 15 minute segment you guys have a guest for me to interview or i i have one uh, that i i talked to you about and but I'm in and out, but like I don't even know. I don't. I don't even want to see your computer or your notepad <laughs> or whatever you have because like it's not just like one guest. It's multiple guests. It's multiple people. You have, you know, I, I uh, the, the girl who does the um, uh, review, like the uh, album reviews. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's like there's a lot of moving parts, and like my brain hurts. <laughs> just you know, I have a hard enough time doing this. There's you know, me and you, one computer setup. That's that's too much for me. Like, it just, and then when you guys first started doing it, it's like, this is like wild that these, <laughs> these you guys are just like, you know, just doing this. And I loved it. Like I remember <laughs> we did like um, was it like a poker dealer or a black oh, yeah. dealer or something like? So like I'm yeah. over here with my setup. I have like my phone out showing the cards, and I have my my video over here with the computer. Like I was like, man, this is wild. Yeah, that, that was definitely one of the earlier seasons, and that was one of the finales. Uh, we tried to do something different and special for each finale, and uh, we were lucky enough to, to have you say yes to so something so crazy that we came up with, uh, and we're still trying to figure out as we were <laughs> like doing it. You know, it's like we, we had the idea of it, but the execution itself, we didn't know until we had it going in motion because, like, what cameras and stuff we had to work with um but i, I think it was a, a cool way to get you introduced into the show and uh i'm glad that you said yes and continue to say yes now to join us because uh, i think you're a great addition you bring some cool acts that 
uh, we wouldn't have known otherwise. You bring some professionalism to your interviewing. Uh, whereas me, I'm a little campy. I'm a little silly. And, and you know, so it's, it's good to see all the contrast of everybody come together. And it, it's what really makes the Stereo Joe show special because if it was just me and Jimmy, it, it's one thing. But having you, having Alyssa, having Remy, it brings all different flavors and really does make it something more than just us coming here. It, it's such a good collection, too, because like Jimmy's like off the wall. Like, <laughs> whatever, whatever energy he like, I, I need like a tenth of his energy. Like, I'm like, it's so much fun to watch him. Like he's so quick and he's like, he's it's, it's great. Um, and then you're kind of like, I, I would say like you're a step down from him uh, and a step above me as far as energy level, uh, I think. But yeah, I mean, and the girls are great too. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun and I hope people, you know, keep tuning in and appreciate the effort going into it because like I, I knew from the start, like this is not easy. There's no way that this, <laughs> This just happens, and I mean, they get, you have like the tickers on the bottom of the screen with links to the band's, you know, information and the artist information, the whole nine yards. It's it's great, and that's why I feel so weird right now. I feel like I should be typing links, <laughs> posting up, like getting like the next video queued up if there's no performance. You know, it's like uh, it, there there's a lot behind the scenes, um, you know, keeping the audience engaged because we we do want uh, feedback for the artists that are on especially if they're new artists that are new to the fan base that's there. We, we want them to feel welcome and get people looking forward to not only meeting new bands, but meeting friends that they can come back to the Stereo Joe show in a future episode and hop in the comments or uh, just kind of be engaged and know that they have a place where they can meet some other cool people that have similar interests and, you know, are, are there to support whatever's going on. Yeah. Nick, how do you keep that beard so nice? <laughs> Is it time for the beard ad? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, we are partnered with the Beard Struggle. I, I, I do try to keep this thing tamed. I think it is a little bit overdue for, for a cut, but it, it is the winter right now, so I'm loving the extra insulation. Yeah. You need, you need a, a shampoo sponsor, too. Got that beautiful hair. You got the beard. Everything. It's all yeah, well-maintained. <laughs> You're right. We, we, we should talk about that because this hair definitely loves some shampoo. It reminds me of, it's not as um, curly as that. Was it Troy Palomalu or something like that from the Steelers? <laughs> yeah, you should see it if I don't brush it, though. It, yeah. it, it does get because, a little bit more wild. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I, I do get Cat uh, Stevens uh, <laughs> a little bit of. Uh, I forgot who from the Beatles, uh, George Harrison. Okay. And the most common one, Jesus. Sure. Of course. At least you don't get Joey Fatone like I do. <laughs> Did you hear a funny story about I, my, I would love to. My, my most recent Joey Fatone uh, situation? Uh, I work for Axel Rad Screen Printing, um, and we were at a, like a trade show uh, in Connecticut back in. End of January, so it's middle of January, not important. Um, and we're out to dinner. We have some clients with us. We're out to dinner. Um, and the, uh, the guy I work with, he, he handles a, an account, and like one of their reps is there. And like I'm sitting at one, like across the table from them, like kind of like three seats down. And they're sitting like in the corner. And I, you know, we're, we're hanging out, we're having drinks, we're eating the great food, appetizers, you know, you name it, right? And I look out of the corner of my eye and I see this girl and she has her phone like, like, like aimed at me. And I'm like, and I don't know her. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even say hi to her yet. Like, and I'm like, are you, are you taking a picture of me? And she's like, she was quick, put it down. She's like, she's like no, no, no. I'm like, I'm like, are you taking a picture of me? <laughs> and the guy that I work with was like, dude, don't worry about it. It's cool. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. And I go, and I just look and I'm like, Joey Fatone, <laughs> and she lost. It. She lost it. She's like, that's exactly what she was doing. She was trying to take a like a, a story for Instagram. So she took this this video, she put it on her Instagram, saying like, having dinner with Joey Fatone. All her friends start messaging her, saying like, oh my god, are you really having dinner with Joey Fatone? 
you gotta keep in mind, I, like I had my hair done, like I'm in like a a nice uh, sports jacket, like you know, not I'm not normally like you know like this, like. But yeah, it was it was hilarious. Dude, I think that's great. And Joey Fatone, he's the man. I I don't think that's bad to be compared to him at all. I mean, there's worse things that could be <laughs> be said. I'm sure there are, but I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll take that. Uh, I'm really trying to get him to be a guest on this podcast. Like, I'll I'll throw up a a side by side picture of each of us, like on Instagram every now and then. Um, and people that I know claim to have like connections to him, um, but the, none of them have come through yet. I don't know if they've just not tried, and I haven't pursued it hard enough. But For those of you listening, that. help make this happen. Yeah, yes. we, we should do that. We need to get that side-by-side picture and then tag him in it and then get a lot That's of people tagging him over and over again so that there's like a collection of like thousands of people tagging him yes. so that he, he has no choice but to come on. I mean, I think if he saw the photos, it's like side-by-side, he'd be like, I have to do this kid's podcast. Like, I have to. Right? You would think so. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? What else is he doing? Well, he's actually doing a lot. He's yeah. some kind of new show or some kind of new thing. I don't forget. I saw, but yeah, I mean, okay, Joey, give me 20 minutes. So <laughs> we need man. Yeah, 20 minutes. Before, before you know it, you'll be asking for a second interview, Joey. Yeah, exactly. Joey, let me uh, introduce you to my 10 listeners, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this show is awesome. I, we're, I'm really stoked to be on it. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. The the band really appreciates you featuring us. And we've been following you since the radio and really love what you do. And giving an outlet like this for bands really is huge for us. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I'm glad that I was able to, you know, after the show was canceled, I was like really kind of bumming and trying to figure out how to how to stay involved. And um I hope this is I hope this is enough and I hope to to do more i've got some ideas uh hopefully that uh i can work out this year um but i mean I, my goal is just to to give you guys a platform and people like you know creatives it's just a, an area to talk about who they are what they do and why they do it you know yeah and you've had some really interesting guys on here too so i, I would love to see what you have planned for the future yeah, I I almost had uh, Johnny Gomes, which is not a musician, but he's uh, one of my favorite baseball players, two-time World Series champion. I just reached out to him on Instagram. He responded like we had a date picked out. Like it was like during work hours. And I'm like, so I'm, like, oh, I waited an hour before I responded to him. And I'm like, yeah, let's just figure it out. Let's do it. And then he kind of like went dark. And uh, I, mean, I know he's busy too, but like the fact that he even responded to me was like insane. But. Yeah, I think that was also one of the huge things about the shutdown was that there was a lot more time for people to be on social media and kind of re- uh, reach back out to fans who would reach out to them and was a great opportunity for uh, you to make those kind of connections. So, Johnny, if you're listening in the future, you got to come on this show. <laughs> Johnny Gomes, do it. <laughs> I reached out to my, my, uh, one of my favorite artists, Pete Yorn. Um, not sure if you're familiar with him, but if you're not, check him out. Um, he's got a new album coming out probably within the next few months or so. But uh, he actually responded to me too. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this is like my like my hands down favorite artist ever. Um, oh, dude, that's cool. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I just was pumped that he actually responded and he gave me a, a name. Like I'm like, hey, I don't. You know, I'm sorry if I'm bothering you. If if you're not if you're not supposed to be handling this, like if there's a guy that I should talk to, let me know. And he's like, yeah, no problem, dude. Like here's the guy to, to reach out to, to try and set this up. And he's like, maybe we can do it during the album release. And I'm like, dude, like you have no idea. Like, nice dude. That's half the battles on finding the right person to reach out to. Yeah. I mean, I just, sometimes, you know, you start hitting up Instagram messages and you know, just seeing what sticks. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the band less than Jake. Yes. Uh, I, I, I did reach out to one of their band members and he tried to strike a deal with me. He said if I can get him Weird Al on his show because uh, we had the bass player from his band on previously. Um, he said then he would do our show, but we were still trying to work on that. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Thank you. I hope that pans through and as well, I hope you're due too because that, that's really exciting. Uh, you know, it, it's 
cool to be able to do this and um, provide outlets for new artists that are up and coming. But, you know, it's nice every now and then to also be able to have on band or artists or even just people throughout your history that you grew up liking or influenced you and being able to kind of talk to them and ask them questions and get to know them on a personal level and let them know like the impact that they've made. Yeah. And that's what it was like with Tantric. And I know you guys had him on too. Um, Hugo, uh, <laughs> that was like surreal. I mean, first that was a, when I say difficult interview, it's not a, it was not a negative thing on, on him. Like he just, he's got a lot of energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to expect. I, I should have done some more research, looked up some you know past interviews, but I kind of like going into them like with the unknown and, yeah. and trying to tackle it because I think it comes off more raw and genuine. Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, he disappeared for about six minutes at, at one point because I think his phone died. But um, I mean, that album when that came out in 2001, I think it was. Uh, I mean, that for me, like my friends had that on repeat. Like it was just like, it was part of, it. I told him it was, it was a soundtrack to my, my freshman year of college. And I mean, he probably hears that a lot or, or whatever it might be. But like, for me, it was like, I can't believe I'm talking to this guy. This is insane. Mm. And unfortunately, yeah. like they're not the, the level now that they were, you know, back then. But I mean, these things happen and it is what it is, but it's still crazy. Yeah, and they are all really cool down-to-earth guys. It's insane to uh, be able to interview them after them having such success. And even still today, doing some big things. They played a couple years ago with uh, Puddle of Mud. They Mm -hmm. did that uh, mud tour. right? And then uh, I think right after COVID, they did uh, a tour with saving able and we were lucky enough to be able to play the stanhope house show that they did um it, it was actually my first introduction to seeing them live for the first time and they still put on a great show if you are able to check them out they are crazy both on the stage and off the stage uh if you ever have a chance to drink with them that <laughs> is a whole nother thing <laughs> yeah yeah it was I mean, if, if any of those guys are listening to this or listening to any of my podcasts, like I can't thank them enough for even, you know, entertaining the idea, let alone actually doing it. Uh, it's one of the, the highlights of, of my time doing this for sure. But, but yeah, but thanks for the kind words. I mean, I really, I really love, love doing it. Um, you know, it's hopefully one day I'll get out of uh, my basement here and my, my bar. And I mean, it's, it's, it's good for what it is right now. Right. But, ideally i'd love to have like a studio and where people can come hang out and you know have beers before and like just look each other in the eyes and and talk to each other like Mm -hmm. humans like we're supposed to but yeah i I think that would be amazing and i look forward to the day that you do achieve that because you've put on a lot of great artists both locally and uh national touring guys i I think it's a great thing you're doing and well well deserved to to get you in, in a nice little studio that'd be great yeah but thank you for taking the time to do this. I, I'm I'm so happy that I got to know more about Stereo Joe. And anyone li- watching or listening to this, go check out the Stereo Joe Facebook page. Look, check out the the past Stereo Joe shows there. Uh, you said YouTube, Twitch. Um, if nothing else, you'll be entertained. Like I said, Jimmy and, and Nick here are, are pros, and they're they're funny to watch and and, and talk to. And um, yeah, I love what you're doing. Again, you're doing the something similar um but different uh, i think you add a lot of value to to what you're doing with the the shows um whether it's the stereo joe show the, the sherman showcase shows those, those are great ideas and great things to do um it's just uh it's a great thing it's, it's always fun to be a part of uh people's lives like you know you and jimmy and just people like that just we're good people doing cool things so thank you for letting me be part of what you guys do and then thank you for you know highlighting people around you of course. And it's an honor to be a part of this. Thank you for having us to be here for tonight. Uh, and um, we do have all those things up on the platform. As you mentioned, if you want to check out our music, we're up on Spotify and on SoundCloud. We have three EPs of music and are actually working on a fourth one, which is different than anything we've done before because it is an electronic album. 
So we're really stepping outside of the realm of what we uh, normally do. So we're, we're just always trying to keep doing new things, keep it different and always pushing forward. Cool, man. Well, best of luck with that. I will one day see a stereo Joe show. Uh, anything, speaking of shows, anything um, in the future beyond, uh, you know, from like March moving forward? We have some things in the works, not, no concrete dates yet, okay. um, aside from the uh, potential EP release we're looking for early spring, like maybe May-ish. Uh, so it'd be good to follow us on Facebook and Spotify so you can get up-to-date release information on that. Um, and once we put that new music out, we're already thinking about what's after that and the next batch of songs that are coming together already. Sweet man. Well, thank you very much again and, and best of luck with all that. Thank you. It was an honor to be here and I thank you for having me tonight. All right, man. Thanks again. I'll see you soon. Take care. All right, later. <laughs>